Good morning, and uh, welcome to Bethel Lutheran Church online service this morning. We are really so happy that you are here with us today, and uh, we pray that as you worship that uh, God will come and touch your hearts and um, surround you with lots of love in your home or wherever you're listening um, and worshiping. We pray that God would touch your imagination as you uh, sing and pray and listen to the Word of God. So happy that you're here. So let us now turn our hearts and uh, begin our worship service. We begin with the hymn, I Love to Tell the Story. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else would do. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story, how pleasant to repeat. What seems each time I tell it more wonderfully sweet? I love to tell the story, for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word. I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story for those who know it best, seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song, I'll sing the old, old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
response to the hungry and the poor that we may live out truth and justice and grace let us pray to the Lord let us pray to the Lord Kyrie eleison on a world and on our way Kyrie spirit to guide that you center our lives in the water and the word that you nourish our souls with your body and blood let us pray to the Lord let us pray to the Lord Let us pray. Sovereign and loving God, ruler of all our hearts, you call us to obey you and you favor us with true freedom. Keep us faithful to the ways of your son, that leaving behind all that hinders us, we may steadfastly follow your paths through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. old world that staggers neath the burden under a load of sin and pain and strife is there a light to lead us through the darkness a savior's voice to guide us through the night Call your name amidst the desolations. I need to know you hear me when I pray. Your gentle voice speaks clearly in the scriptures. Jesus, you invite me every day. 
come to me and I will ease your burden. Come to me, I'll give you rest at night. Come to me and take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. When I think that God is son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. On the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Come to me, and I will leave your burden come to me I'll give you rest at night come to me and take my yoke upon you my yoke is easy and my burden is light I'm pressing on I see the cross before me I lift my eyes Where does my help come from? I lift my hands Embrace my gracious Father Nothing separates me from your love Come to me And I will ease your burden Come to me, I'll give you rest at night. Come to me and take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me and I will ease your burden. Come to me. I'll give you rest at night Come to me And take my yoke upon you My yoke is easy And my burden is light My yoke is easy And my burden is light Amen so I'd like to let you know that uh, for the summer at um, Bethel, we will be uh, reading and preaching from the book of Acts. It is our hope that as you um, get interested in uh, the stories from the book of Acts, that you yourselves will pull out your Bible and read about what happened to the disciples and followers of Jesus after he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. So today we're going to have our first reading from the book of Acts chapter 3, which I will be preaching on, so you want to listen carefully. Uh, and we'll be listening to Psalm 16, and then also from Luke chapter 9, where we'll find out that Jesus did not have a place to lay his head. So we invite you now as you listen to the word to uh, focus your hearts and minds on uh, the Bible. A reading from Acts chapter 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, 
at three o'clock in the afternoon, and a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm for today is Psalm 16, and I will be reading from a book called Psalms for Praying. Remain ever before me, O living presence, for in you am I safe. You are my beloved. In you and through you I can do all things. I look to those who are at one with you, and I learn from them and of your ways. My delight increases each time I sense your presence within me. Songs of praise well up from my heart. Love is my chosen food, my cup, holding me in its power. Where I have come from, wherever I shall go, love is my birthright and my true estate. I bless the counselor who guides my way in the night also does my heart instruct me. I walk beside the spirit of truth. I celebrate the light. I bask in the oneness of all. Thus my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. I shall not be afraid nor fall into the pit of despair. For in love's presence, I know fullness of joy. You are my beloved, and in you I will live forever. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The gospel lesson for this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 9 beginning with verse 51. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, and he sent messengers on ahead who went into the Samaritan village to get things ready for them. 
But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven and destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. And as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. And he said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. So Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus said, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. This is the gospel. It's very good to be with you again today. And for those of you I have not yet met, I am Mary Steinweber, a Lutheran pastor and a marriage and family therapist. I live in Los Osos with my husband, Brian, who's also a pastor. He's doing a halftime interim at Calvary Lutheran in Morro Bay, where I usually worship. I've been leading worship with you monthly since the new year. And as always, it is a joy to be here with you. Let us pray. God, we are so grateful for the ways that you speak to us. And today we pray that our hearts and hands and minds and ears would be open to receive that uh, word that you want us to hear that will uh, be balm to our souls and heal our minds and spirits. We thank you that you are active and living and that your gift of the Holy Spirit is uh, such a powerful gift in our lives. So we pray for your Holy Spirit to move among us and in us and through us, that as we worship you, we would come to a living faith. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what a great lesson from the book of Acts. Such a wonderful story of Peter and John, who after the gift of the Spirit that had been given at Pentecost, went to the temple in Jerusalem at three in the afternoon to pray. And as they were approaching the steps, they were called by a man who'd been brought there on some kind of stretcher to beg at the gate. He called out for some money, any money, to help him live. And then the miracle happens. Peter offers his words, I don't have money. I'm poor too, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man, in fact, does rise up and walk. A true miracle. There's another miracle as well. There is the miracle of Peter and of John. What in the world happened to Peter? Is this the same Simon Peter who Jesus called after he was out all night fishing? Is this the same Simon Peter who walked with and learned with the other followers? 
Is this the same fellow who tried to step out of the boat and walk on water? Is he the same follower who, when Jesus was washing the feet of the disciples, Peter said, you can't wash my feet, Rabbi. And Jesus said to him, well, then you can't be my disciple. And then Peter said, well, wash my whole body then. Is he the same guy who denied Jesus three times and was forgiven three times? The same Peter who I preached about last time I was here, who had a vision coming down from heaven, telling him that God shows no partiality, but has love and concern for all. When I read this passage, the first thing that jumped out for me was that Peter and John were walking to the temple to pray and Peter, who we have known in the Gospels, suddenly has the power to heal a man who has never walked or stood in his whole life. What has happened to Peter? This is such an energizing passage, but the first thing that excites me is the miracle of Peter saying to a man in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. He takes the man by the hand and raises him up and the man is so strengthened that he can run and leap. Peter has grown mightily since meeting Jesus. There is something about coming into contact with Jesus and taking a walk with him that will continually change us. Sometimes it's a slow process and sometimes pretty speedy, but it does happen. When in the company of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we grow, we change, we find ourselves on a journey to a new kind of living, a life where we are moved to join into the miracles of God's love. We become vessels and agents of that love. These thoughts moved me to think about my own walk with God through the life of Jesus and the movement of the Holy Spirit. A few years ago, I was describing myself as a new Christian. I was saying something like, I'm still a pretty new Christian and I'm learning quite a bit. And the person I was talking to asked, well, when did you become a believer? And I said, when I was 17. <laughs> and then I laughed. That was only 50 years ago. Still new at it. But what power God has to change our lives. And yet we never really master the Christian life. Even Simon Peter, who actually walked with and ate with Jesus, just kept growing and learning. And on the journey found the power to both heal and to preach. Romans 8 beautifully says, the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now living in you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now living in you. John 14, 12 shapes this promise. Very truly, I tell you, says Jesus, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Peter, doing greater things. 
This story in Acts 3 is a story about the powerful works that Jesus' followers will do in his name. And we are those Jesus' followers. I was also uh, thinking about after hearing this story of this uh, of, of Peter and John at the temple about the stories from the Gospels where people who had been unable to walk or see or use their hands, where even the dead have been told by Jesus to rise up. I thought of the man whose friends brought him to be healed and was it was so crowded in the house that he had to be lowered through the roof and found healing of the man with the withered hand who was healed in the temple, of the woman who was bleeding for 12 years who finally found relief in simply touching the hem of Jesus' garment. I remembered the boy and the girl who were both dead and who were somehow resuscitated by Jesus, or should I say, resurrected. I thought of the person who was deaf and whose ear was touched by Jesus and he could hear or of the man who was born blind, who was given sight. Walk, stand, see, hear, live, be freed. All are commands by love, love who knows us, who made us, and who is our healer. All commands by the one whose heart is moved by our suffering. Underneath our suffering lies God's deep desire to heal. We'll hear the song later on, Come Ye Disconsolate, after the sermon, and the words, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Jesus has shown us through the Gospels and the book of Acts that God will keep on acting through the love and the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter says to the man at the gate, I repeat it again, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And then Peter takes out his hand and raises up the man. And immediately his feet and ankles are strong. He raised him up. Raised him in this is the same Greek word as in the Easter Gospels describing the resurrection of Jesus. He was raised up. It is in the resurrection of Jesus that God reversed the deadly actions of human beings. The life of Jesus that was taken was the very same life that God restored and raised. Now, if God can repel death, surely God can reverse a man who from birth could not walk. The apostles are witnesses and participants in these great reversals, and their testimony is wrapped up in human flesh, once damaged or wounded. They are actively lifting up people. I was once driving home from Costco in uh, San Luis Obispo, where I saw a man who was pushing a shopping cart full of blankets and other things with a cardboard sign in his hand. What was notable about this was that there was another man there with him who had his hands laying upon the man's head and was praying for him. His mouth was so close to the man's ear as he prayed that I thought of the verse, 
Silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I give you. I have been thinking about the miracle done with the man at the temple gate. And you might even suppose that I'm saying that we should all be like Peter. We should take people by the hand and raise them up too. How great would that be? And I'll bet there have been times when God worked in very powerful ways through and with and in you and me. And maybe at coffee time, you can share some of those ways with one another. I also suppose that many of us feel more like the lame man than Peter. Some may feel that it is almost impossible to walk and to thrive. We are in great need of the loving physician who will take us by the hand and raise us up. God may be sending others to take us by the hand in compassion and love for us, who will lay hands on us and pray for us, who will be there to hold us in faith when we might not have any left. I remember once saying to a friend, I know that right now you cannot believe that God is near helping you, but I can believe for you. You may have my faith until you can find your own again. And there may be a day when I need your faith, when I am weary, and I hope you can be there to lend me yours. This is a powerful story, and there is so much more I'd like to say, but this is enough for today. When we come to the altar for Holy Communion, when we ingest the gifts of bread and wine, when we take into our bodies and cells the life of Jesus, May we know that we, like Peter and John, have walked with and eaten with our God who will do great things in and through and with us and is doing great things for us. Amen. I now invite you to listen to uh, the beautiful hymn, Come Ye Disconsolate.
I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Life-giving God, you have bandaged our wounds and fed us with your mercy. Now send us forth to live for others, both friend and stranger, that all may come to know your love. We pray this in Jesus' name. And let us together pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
go in peace, love, and serve our God. Thanks be to God.